Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. It is all Comic-Cons Eve uh, this week on the podcast. And uh, joining us today, we have a voice actor, artist, uh, YouTuber, uh, writer-director, uh, Corey Yee. Thank Hi. you for coming in. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. For, uh, this is amazing. I'm so glad to be here. And yeah. I'm apparently all those things. <laughs> <laughs> we go into all of that stuff on the show. This is a ton of fun. And it was really fun to like uh, get a, a voice actor's perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. And it, just going down your general uh, path as a nerd. That was, that was yes, a lot of that fun. Yes, that's my path. It's always been leading to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like I said, it is Comic-Con Eve. So we have a nice little section devoted to talking about what Comic-Con is as well. So please... Please check out the episode for all this info because this was again a ton of fun. We got to oh, have you back. So on. great! I'm yeah. So glad to be here, uh, Corey. Where can they find you? Uh, I'm Corey the Voice Guy on YouTube and Instagram, but check out YouTube first because that matters more. Also mm-hmm. on Twitter. Again, don't use that too much though. <laughs> uh, David, where can they find you? Um, you can just find me on Facebook. I'm a pretty simple guy. <laughs> and on Grinder. And on Grinder, <laughs> maybe you're a Bumbler or two. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just fi- Facebook David Boyd. Look me up. I'm kind of cool. Send him those pics. That's Send it. Send him some pics. That's well, it. Well, of some not even, kind. it doesn't even have to be of your dick. It can be of your dog. Anything. Yeah. Anything. I'll, I'll let you know what I think. Just Anything it's just under like the a sun. picture of a nice landscape. Yeah. yeah I'm good with nice. that. That'd be nice. Be nice. Pleasant. Or, or a dick. Yeah. Or a dick. Or a dick. One of those. It's like hidden in the landscape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, even better. That could be yeah. cool. Find oh, the dick. that's a thing. Find the dick. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And the Geek Offensive is on all social media with the handle at Geek Offensive. This show is part of the Geek Say What Network, so big thank you to the network and to owner JPG for providing a platform for us. He makes me say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the network has a plethora of other shows available right now ready for download on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your talking. First up, we have Ready, Set, Geek, your starting line to geek culture, hosted by Alex Catherine. Then we have our weekly trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. Uh, we have Nerds on a Roll, our actual play RPG podcast, hosted by Rob Lauren and their whole crew. Whole crew? Blah, excuse me. And then we have DGIF, Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal, putting a lens on marginalized issues within the geek community. On the horizon, we have our pro wrestling podcast, Pencil Neck Geeks, hosted by Berto Ponce and Elaine Dolales. Please uh, keep a lookout for the social media. I believe their uh, their Instagram is up right now. The target for that release is this month, but we'll see. Um, and uh, yeah, please follow, rate, and subscribe all the, to all these podcasts. We very much appreciate it. Uh, next shout out goes to our associate producers, Wayland Productions, for providing the space and the equipment and helping us sound great. You can find them at wayland.ws and please follow their audio drama, Where Live Frontier, on Apple Podcasts and Alpha. Last shout out goes to our apparel sponsor, jordandene.com. That's Jordan, D E N E. Com. They're a geek apparel store out of Brooklyn, New York. They help you look nerdy and they're eco-friendly. And if you use the promo code GEEKSAYWHAT, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. And that's it, Corey. Again, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's yeah. been so much fun. Yeah. Can't wait to see you at the con. Yes. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And to check out r slash don't put your dick in that. To join the offensive, Ooh. <laughs> cue my music.
folks, you just missed the best podcast never recorded, yeah. which is the common theme on this show. Yeah, for sure. All the good stuff come through sound checks. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Pre show. Absolutely. And then when we get to, uh, nothing. That's nothing. It. Just nothing. It's, it's nothing. just, it's just, just one word answers. But, uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's great. This is the Comic Con. <laughs> this is the Comic Con Eve episode. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna be, Are you gonna be there? Yeah. So I'm gonna be there from Thursday to Sunday. So, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there as well. Normally um, I'd go to preview night, but yeah. So we can talk about Comic Con too. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. But yeah, Corey, thanks for coming aboard. Yeah. Um, I was recommend. You were recommended to me through Jason. Um, yeah. Mainly because a lot of the stuff we've covered on the show, like video games and voice acting and film, it like that seems those seem are to be a lot all of things that crossover. I love. Yeah. They, they are my my bread and butter and my blood. So yes. Okay. I, I love all those things. So uh, what are you number one? So your voiceover. My guy, main or? focus is voiceover right okay. now. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of my main thing. Mm-hmm. I love bringing characters to life that's like my passion but that also goes along with storytelling and I, I came from a filmmaking background like directing editing cinematography and then uh gaming though i mean how can you be in my age bracket my demographic and not <laughs> love gaming like you know dude gaming born in the late 80s done i'm glad that you i'm really glad that you said bringing characters to life because yeah. i came I, I studied animation oh really for a while i so, didn't know that so um just you saying that is like it, it really gives like credit to the work that voice actors yeah, have it, to it's, do. It's, it's like such a difficult it's job. It's both of those things yeah. though combined. You know, yeah. like where where acting, you know, obviously you're given direction, but it's you know, on camera acting it's it's all about that guy in that moment mm-hmm. and the writing. Right. But like when it's animation, it's the the voice actor combined with those sounds that that person makes combined with the animator right. uh, animator doing it and then the writing and, and it's just it's so collaborative and everything's intertwined it's yeah. so fascinating yeah and me. you have to convey so much just with your voice yeah um and to get that across cleanly and sometimes when you see the mismatch it's hard to kind of describe what i'm talking about but like when you see it mismatch it's yeah. very well, noticeable in, in you know? really low budget or some games you know you can really see that right where mm-hmm. it's like you know if you don't and this is something that I have to work on every day is like just getting better at putting yourself in the situation that you're in, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you're like telling someone that like, Oh, like we, we need to avenge our fallen comrades. Like if you're in an intimate setting, it's like, we need to avenge our fallen comrades. Like you're outside fighting. Mm -hmm. Like those are two very different reads on something and they're both legitimate, but you have to decide that and have the game director decide that too. And like, that's like part of gaming. I'm also thrilled just because like, I've only like heard you through your channel, so I was just like, "Oh, what does Corey actually sound yeah, like?" This so is, when I got yeah. the phone call earlier, I'm like, "Oh, that's what he sounds it's like." like okay. Hello, I'm a white guy. <laughs> I'm not a white guy, so I hope that's okay. Is Corey Yee a Corey white guy? Yee was he adopted <laughs> yeah. by a Chinese family? How did... <laughs> it's like it's like uh, like Earl Balon. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh man. Yeah, he has, oh, you know meet him at, okay. at E3. He's oh, last year. He has an amazing voice. But he comes like when I hear his voice, I just imagine like a really like like almost like a really deep like African American dude. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like he's just got that like um 
yeah, he just got that voice. And then when you see him, you're just like, not what I imagined, but this is great. Yeah. He's a, he's like, a, he's such a good voice actor, and he's yeah. got that voice for it. Yeah, yeah, he's a Filipino Barry White. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. perfect yeah, yeah, explanation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually had Earl on really? back a few months ago. So cool, yeah. yeah. Really fun I mean, we I, I didn't get to talk too much with him, but mm-hmm. he, he was one of our guest stars on one of our streams for that hashtag show when we were doing E3 last oh, year. Oh, shit. Well, so, yeah, yeah, that was we're, cool. we're all probably hanging out with him. Hit me up to uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely need to do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let, let's back it up a bit. Sure. Let's, um, you said you came from a film background, so that that came first, or was the voice acting? Yeah, so first? I went to film school uh-huh. at like eighteen. I actually, right. <laughs> I actually, uh, I was at junior college. Uh, very, very, my life. very secure yeah. decision for an Asian household. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, my, your parents my, were probably thrilled. My parents, that, <laughs> you know, I'm like third generation, so they're like, you know, do what you need to do. Like, oh, oh, yeah, so, down. Yeah, I'm second. Exactly. So yeah, I'm I got sorry. The yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, they, we speak, speak English at home. You know, that's yeah. why I sound like a white guy. So, uh, yeah, so like I, I went to like a little bit of junior college and I was like hating life because it's terrible. And then I heard that like, there's a film school that I could just go to instead. And mm-hmm. so I was like, it was actually a really weird moment because either I could come to class and do the thing and get the easy A or whatever, or I could leave and not take that final and go to film school and fail the class. So I went to fail the class because I didn't give a crap about it and just wow. went to film school instead. And uh, it was like, it's the LA film school. It's not like the best thing, but hey, it it's was film like, school. it was film school. And yeah. it was like this, I'm in the heart of Hollywood doing exactly what I need to do. And what that school excelled in was um, getting hands-on experience with stuff instead of just theory, which, you know, I'm sure I could have used more of, but I basically threw myself into the fire, uh, yeah, which I, was fun. And I know like people may think like oh that wasn't a sensible decision why don't you just pass the class first and then listen when you know you like something yeah like you I just have, have to, to be, go for it i have to be in this field yeah. in some capacity i didn't know exactly which part of it but i was like i need to learn about this yeah. and all of that information has still been exceptionally valuable for me yeah. now with what i'm doing i mean and that's tough too at 18 when you're still essentially yeah. a kid figuring it out yeah but if you have that desire to be in that industry, yeah, like I, yeah, I you knew, gotta learn as I knew much I had to do yeah. something. I'm even in crappy community college. I was at least a theater major, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm like in this field somehow. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, then I started learning more technical things like cinematography, directing, writing, and all that. And it, it was like kind of a jack of all trades in that at that time, mm-hmm. and figuring out exactly what I wanted to do. So oh, okay. yeah, that's kind of how that so, worked at that time. So so started very to bring long it back ago. <laughs> even further. Was that always a thing as a kid growing up? Or uh, so no, actually. Okay. Um, I think when I was really young, I wanted to be a marine biologist or something, study dolphins. Oh, but wow. like that was like sixth grade. But like. <laughs> <laughs> After, same thing for me, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everyone wants to study some weird animals. Yeah, because uh, they're cool. Uh, but yeah, I did like musical theater uh, in high school, and so that actually really informed. That informs me now, okay. you know, immensely. So it's kind of like a full circle in a way. It's yeah. like going back to acting, making that the most important thing right. in my professional life. What, like. Uh, what role? What, were, what was like your first role? Uh, my first role was part of the ensemble in uh-huh. junior year, like for an actual play. Like I did, you know, theater classes, but in an actual play, I think it was uh, the musical, the Pajama Game. <laughs> pajama, pajama Game. Pajama Game. I don't game. know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird story about like 
I'm not exactly sure if the point of the story is to reach for higher in minimum wage or to accept it and be part of it. That's like one of the main songs is like getting seven and a half cents to every like hour or whatever. Oh, okay. uh, it, was a, it was a weird one, but I was just part of the ensemble then. Mm-hmm. And then in senior year, I was uh, Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls. So oh, okay. like nice. uh, that's the role that Nathan Lane had in the Broadway yeah. production or Frank Sinatra in the older movie. Were, I mean, you have a, obviously a very distinct voice. Was that always a talent of yours? Did, did your parents foster that at all? I mean... Yes, they did. I, my mom actually was, um, she did some acting as well. Oh, uh, wow. She did a couple commercials, um, but ultimately needed to step back and, and do more family stuff. But also she was the drama director at her church. So that was definitely always part oh, of it. And okay. she loved doing it. So even though she was a doctor, uh, an optometrist by trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that was always still part of life though right so and you know we were okay in our financial situation that she could take time to pursue that um as a family so okay that that seems to be like a common thing for anyone who can like sing or has a nice voice like that church time yeah church is a a big thing i mean say what you want about religion or whatever but church itself is always a place where community to come together and express creativity in that way maybe not in the same way that everyone wants to but like that's that's important. It's community. Yeah. So like, and being able to sing on a regular basis is really important for having an ear for it at the very least. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I was actually following my brother's footsteps as well. Mm-hmm. He did musical theater. And so like that kind of paved the way for me to, oh, to side, do that too. Side note, when I, when I looked at your info, like uh, I, I noticed that uh, you and your brother do cosplay. Yes, we do. And I realized that I've walked by you guys a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "What the fuck?" I yeah, I've literally like been this far away from you. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because we're wearing masks. Like mm-hmm. I think uh, we were talking a little bit before about him being the Sentinel and me being Doctor Doom, yeah. the X Men Sentinel, Doctor Doom from Fantastic Four and other Marvel stuff. Yeah, and, and it's it's not just villains. a it's not just a Sentinel, but he goes the extra oh yeah mile and he. Puts like he's, the little yeah, action figures he's got the fighting action him. figures of yeah the yeah. X Men are battling him and he's walking around. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like he he loves doing that. So you should definitely check him out. Uh, yeah, but no, but I've definitely walked by the both of you. And I was just like, wait a minute, I've seen those exact guys. Yeah, we yeah. we got to actually. Well, it was mostly him, but I got to do a little bit um, mm-hmm. of like a Marvel actually reached out to him and they did oh, like shit. a little thing on like cosplay and stuff like that and he was like their featured cosplayer for like their I don't I think it was like Marvel Becoming series or something and they did that all at last Comic Con so you know if you have seen that I mean anyone who likes cosplay has probably seen that (laughs) that thing were both of you kind of like theatrically inclined or is that more on you now more on me he's a pastor I don't know exactly what happened wow that was he kind of went he went down the church road (laughs) we both took for my mom I guess I went down the drama road he went down the church road got it (laughs) So he's a family man, you know. I, I'm not cut out for that yet. Exactly. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um, no, but okay. But uh, you're also um, I, I, you're on Geek Offensive. It's probably safe to say yes. you're a geek. Yes. Was was the comics and all that stuff always? Yeah. Like, always more video games. It, it was, was that always a thing. Video games and and comic shows. So like okay. Spider-Man animated series and X-Men animated series mm-hmm. from the 90s, those really heavily influenced me. Yeah, I was the same way. Um, yeah. Disney as well. Mm-hmm. Always been a big Disney fan. Um, musicals, mm-hmm. obviously. And then the gaming side, like um, 
my brother and I were not allowed to have a uh, Nintendo system oh. until the N64. Uh-huh. But I was the kid who went uh, to my neighbor's house to play Mega Man X on their Super Nintendo nice. while he ate dinner i would be sitting in the garage playing their thing i was like cory you should probably leave like, yeah okay yeah. uh <laughs> i keep playing because i'm a terrible terrible neighbor who just yeah i'm just to play. Let, me, let me take care of the mandrel yeah let me yeah let, fucking, let, me, <laughs> let me i just need to kill sting chameleon <laughs> chill penguin isn't gonna defeat himself okay yeah, exactly uh, oh man so. <laughs> i lost days and days of my life to that game. I loved <laughs> Mega Man X. That was like my first Mega Man game that I really played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also had a PC version, actually. Like, oh, so okay. PC gaming was kind of a gaming. I don't know if you can really call that. But like I had like some weird games that you wouldn't expect to be on PC, like Mega Man X, Street right. Fighter 2, I think, was there. It right. ran really terribly, so it was really slow. Everything was in slow motion for yeah, some reason. It, it's funny how that's kind of switched around because now the yeah. PC gaming oh, has yeah. like... All, like obviously like you know in terms of hardware yeah it was really choice. it was really bizarre but like i used to play like old games like mech warrior 2 um <laughs> loved mech warrior the entire series and like God, uh, I, dark forces dark uh, forces jedi knight I all lost, that entire series yeah I, some homework definitely suffered because <laughs> of that game for me too yes that was uh God, that must have been middle school, I want to say. Yeah. 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 Rebel Assault, like mm-hmm. all those Star Wars games I was God. And then MechWarrior, like Mech I haven't Warrior. heard that phrase in yeah, they, over a decade at it's least. It's still sort of around, but not really, but like my brother and I just like we Is just there a modern iteration of it? Yeah, so there's like a MechWarrior online that I don't know. And then there's other <laughs> mech games. I don't, I'm less into that now, but I loved it as a kid. Did you ever um, get a Steel Battalion, the one with the giant controller do you remember that one no i don't i don't remember that oh so when the xbox first came out oh, xbox yeah yeah, the first one not <laughs> yeah. i know there's xbox one but yeah. there was a previous no, yeah. one guys okay. yeah <laughs> um Have one us of, old people yeah <laughs> one of their um big gimmicks at launch was this game called steel battalion and it was a mech game <laughs> no and I didn't it, have that. It came with this giant controller the size of this desk. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And I like, want that. And part of the draw was like th- to enforce realism. Yeah, of like, course. It was um, if you die, you lose your save file. Oh, so you have you to. You got eject. a hardcore mode. Yeah, so you have to eject with the big red eject button before <laughs> you lose your save file. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Actually, like there was this place called Virtual World in Costa Mesa. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever went there. No. But it was basically Battletech. Except everyone got into pods and they were all land oh, together shit. and you would battle and like that's this, this is back then? Yeah, that yeah, that was like a long time ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So like they had these mech warrior things back in the day. Cause I saw something like that at uh have you ever been to heard of Two Bit Circus? In no, LA? I haven't. So it's like a it's it's largely like a, a VR arcade. Okay. Yeah. But I saw like they had pods there for some I yeah. it might have not have been mechs, but it might something, have been like a piloting. Yeah. They had like little pods for that, that. sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean I just that that's what I was my childhood right yeah. there. <laughs> uh we even had like a uh, speaking of VR stuff, we we just had a guy, uh, shout out to Will Daly. He owns like um, Go VR Gaming. Okay, uh, it's it's by Disneyland, and like yeah, he was talking about all that stuff. Go check him out, folks. If you're- <laughs> yeah, everything VR is really exciting right yeah. now. So like getting those immersive things and being able to tell different stories from like mm-hmm. my professional 
perspective. What, was like, Meg, that's pretty cool. Was Mega Man X like that first game that grabbed you, or was it? Was, it's hard to say because, like, you know, there was also Pokemon Red, obviously. Yeah. Uh, in sixth grade, so the Game Boy was like kind of the first little thing I owned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I then, got a Game Boy just for that. Yeah, yeah. That, my first <laughs> game was was a Game Boy Pocket, the clear one, and for Pokemon, and I was a little bit late to the party. Uh, but then I think because my parents wanted to stave me off from video games and then they gave me the most addicting one. So that's, that's on them, obviously, uh, for my failing grades during, uh, I feel like if you push hard enough, like, I mean, if you're, if you're restricted from it for too long, you're just going to like dive into that that much further. Oh yeah. I I think, I think Mega Man X might've been like the first really memorable game for me, but like, you know, Smash Brothers at the on the N sixty four, um Ocarina of Time. I think obviously. I got in fight with Jason over Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh oh yeah. Sure. I, I definitely sure. pissed off I definitely pissed off my neighbor. I remember yeah. that one map where you could basically just be Donkey Kong, grab someone at zero percent and throw them behind you and they'd instantly die mm-hmm. because it wasn't a fall off map. Yeah, yeah. I, I abused that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh where were we? Oh you're you're okay, so um growing up nerdy kid, you're you're um you're getting your musical time in yeah church yeah you're uh doing the musical theater so what uh tell me about like making that decision to like more about making that decision to just like let's let's dive into this thing i I mean like it's hard to say that i dove into it because it's like it was just like i need to do something and like i was a dumb kid i still dumb (laughs) now but i was a really dumb kid so like the biggest problem with me being a kid was like just not having a thing like mm-hmm. i was a kid who played pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the science lab during lunch for uh-huh. a long time so that was me and then it's like kind of trying to understand that i could be creative or mm-hmm. be something else whether oh, it's okay. either of those things like that's a big that's a big part of acting is like being able to be creative or putting yourself in someone else's shoes Right. And being that for like an hour or two, or yeah, that creative expression is so appealing. Part of me still wishes I had done more of the theater stuff. Hey, man, it's yeah. not too late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, still your voice is still here though, and that's right. Yeah. This is kind of my creative outlet. Yeah, for now. exactly. Um, okay, so you're in uh, it's LA Film School, right? Yeah. So what are you studying? Were, were you big film buff too? I, see, I wasn't. I thought I, were, I thought I was, and oh, then I okay. met all the real film buffs uh, and felt like an idiot. Uh, so <laughs> That's how I feel uh, when I talk to Justin Kizon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that guy knows his stuff. Yeah. I kind of know some things. <laughs> um, so basically, like, all the other people were, like, super film geeks, and I was like, well, like, what about, like, some of the funnier stuff? Like, how do yeah. I, like, light comedy? Like, do you just make it look you know boring like no like you have to still make a movie but it's like but i need to learn some of these like basic things and everyone else was like i want to be a a real filmmaker and you know you hear the word auteur thrown around a lot you're like oh (laughs) like oh jeez i will have my magnum opus it's my 10 minute thesis film i never sat with those kids at at art school so (laughs) yeah exactly like and and like and not everyone was like that but like you i was like just a regular like all right how do we make a movie (laughs) yeah i Uh, I think that's how i was too and you got a little bit more of that in animation since so much yeah. of it is still technical yeah. even though there is like yeah of uh, course very much acting t- yeah. side to it a lot of it is just like, technical yeah. you have to know this yeah you know, exactly which so is why i'm not an animator right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that, like so i went to school for um 
directing and editing, but I actually had a major in cinematography because I could audit all of the directing classes mm-hmm. while still doing that. So oh, nice. I learned how to do cinematography, editing, directing, and writing. Uh, essentially, I mean, I don't. Did know you, you prefer one of those things, or was it just kind of? I think all of it. I I looked at it like this at the time. I was like, okay, I can get a job as like an AC for a while yeah. and maybe become a DP, but ultimately I can do that as a day job while working towards becoming a director, mm-hmm. um, which is something that's still important to me, like directing and making stuff from that, like having that much creative power. But like the AC stuff and the cinematography stuff, I, I learned a lot about that, but also learned that ultimately it wasn't for me, like later on, years after film school, because mm-hmm. A, apparently I'm slightly colorblind. So oh. s- being a cinematographer is kind of out if I yeah. can't see color as precisely as I need to. And then, um, and I just, that, that a lot of that technical stuff isn't, isn't my passion. Well, I think part of it too is when you're, especially when you're that young diving yeah. into it, like you're still figuring out a lot Yeah. and specifically what you want to do. Like I had no idea. I still had no idea what I want to do until I was like 30. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been kind of slowly transitioning to voiceover for the past few years mm-hmm. and like now I I finally understand what's going on. <laughs> like, and not like I haven't cracked everything. It's just like, I finally understand what I need to do. Right. Like what, what I, what I can't live without doing. Was there like a formal voice coach you went to or class something? So my initial voiceover stuff, um, I took a workshop with, um, Kathy Cavadini and Nick Omana, uh, and they were really awesome. And they just were like, here's this like, you know, once a week for six weeks, we dive into characters mm-hmm. and we, you know, create stuff. And like, hopefully by the end of it, you'll understand like what's going on. That was, that was a, a little bit ago now, a few years, but that was like my first introduction after listening to a ton of podcasts from a uh, Rob Paulson. <laughs> Love Rob um, Paulson. Yeah, yeah. His, his podcast definitely changed the way I think about Everything basically the voice, folks. If you don't know who Rob Paulson is, yeah. the voice of every cartoon character you love from your childhood, yeah, like Yakko, yeah. uh, Pinky from both from Animaniacs and uh, Raphael from the original Ninja yeah. Turtles, among a million other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Weezer, uh, and I big think, voice for him. oddly enough, I think he's Donatello. Yeah, he's now. Donatello. He was Donatello <laughs> the in the most recent CG version, and now he's yeah. actually doing voice direction for uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's the perfect. Most current thing. Yeah. So it's like really cool to see him just like growing as. Uh, I'm not I don't know if growing is even the right word, but just doing more stuff, you yeah. know, like within the field, like so that that's that's really cool. Anyway, the, he's he's amazing. Check him out. He's got his podcast. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it's called Talking Tunes. Yeah. Um, and so. That that inspired me a lot, though, just to listen to his stories and mm-hmm. listen to the stories of all of the biggest voice actors ever um, over the past, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so listening to that and then doing taking that class and trying to learn more about commercial and stuff and then, you know, also just having, having rough times during that and, like, just, like, still trying to figure out what I needed to do. And so more recently, um, over the past couple... Uh, well, about the past year or so, I've been trying to do my own stuff, which mm-hmm. you had mentioned my YouTube channel where I just do a bunch of goofy nonsense that's fun. Corey, the voice guy, go check it out. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, if you like Overwatch uh, or really old stuff, League of Legends, you can check it out. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I actually do. I'm really proud of all that stuff. But 
Um, then I started taking stuff with a voice actors network, which is um, a really awesome resource in um, Burbank. Uh, and they, they host um, basically like one day clinics. And this is for like people who take it very seriously and it's an incredibly long wait list. But like if you're, you know, they, they are, they're really amazing because they get really good people um, and they... Uh, they they just get all the right people in the right room and it's just a place to really hone your craft. I mean, I would definitely recommend like taking acting classes and stuff before going to that. But like, yeah. just like that's been such a really key experience for me lately. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how much work goes into this. And I feel like yeah. it's one of the more underappreciated arts, especially now, just because especially when you see like a big like a Pixar movie it's like mm-hmm. oh they'll just get like an actor to voice the thing and they're just doing their yeah. <laughs> regular voice yeah it's like hey there's a lot of actors yeah. who and do way more than that yeah and, and that's the thing it's it's about acting first mm-hmm. and then the voice the voice yeah. is the voice helps you see the character but the acting's gonna draw you in yeah. that's the thing yeah. that's gonna make it lasting uh, because a goofy voice is just a goofy voice until there's actually some meaning behind it yeah you know, it's funny too. Like, how you see voice acting, and you see somebody like Vin Diesel, that mm-hmm. was Groot, mm-hmm. right? He literally said uh, three words. Yeah, I am Groot. I am Groot. But the inflection in his voice of how he said it determined Groot's mood, um, how he was feeling, and you can kind of feel that. And like, oh, absolutely, that's acting mm-hmm. right yeah, there. Yeah, that like was. to take three words. Yeah, and I think that's a, like one of the best examples for me. Someone that doesn't mm-hmm. have an idea, but like you, like it was a good example of like how to act exactly to voice act. No, that's a hundred percent right. Yeah. I mean, like that that has done extremely well. And, and you know, um, Rocket Raccoon also from Guardians. Like yeah. he's yeah. Had oh, yeah. a lot more to say. I think oh, a yeah. lot of people forgot that's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I literally had no idea yeah. until I looked up the cast. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's, you know, on the one hand, it's kind of a shame that you get celebrities who are really doing the feature roles, but that's also like, fine, I get it. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, you know, they're good actors. They're, yeah. There's no getting around it. Like they're, they're right for the job. Mm-hmm. So more power to them. Well, not in Shark Tale's case. But. Okay. Maybe not. In- <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, so your what kind of like voice acting do you prefer doing? Because I've seen you. I looked at your demo reel, and all mm-hmm. you've done like a few different things. Yeah, so um, I actually really want to specialize in video games, just because mm-hmm. I, you know, I love video games. Yeah. I always have, obviously, since that's what we were talking about, and that's that's like my big thing. But animation, of course, is is also extremely important to me. I would mm-hmm. never ever say like well i won't do animation like that's of course (laughs) like yes please give me everything um so those are the two you know the two main ones you know commercial stuff is is fine i'm less passionate about that but i know it's really important and i want to keep getting better Mm -hmm. at that um that's something that's that's definitely important to me too i think one of the dream jobs slash like difficult jobs would be like an rpg just because there's yeah. like so much dialogue but that's like but that's but it's like that's when you yeah you well, can okay. flesh out a character let me you know? yeah let me say yeah exactly that's that's right where yeah. like you get opportunities to really dive deep mm-hmm. when maybe if you're just doing say like uh a, an npc yeah this can be challenging and um i ran into this challenge on, on the last workshop that I, I was doing where it's like okay i need to every line is like three or four words and maybe maybe a small sentence, but like, how do you really put yourself in that scene? Because they might not give you that context, and you have to create that for yourself. Yeah, and then also make sure that it's executed properly. Mm-hmm. That you m- make it 
known to everyone that that's the exact situation you're in. So that's like the real challenge of acting for video games in particular, because you don't usually have a ton of time to get the full context. I mean, you, you usually will get get that information in a session, but I mean, especially you'll, for you'll get the script. Maybe you see what the character looks like. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, most most of them are they're doing better with that now, mm-hmm. but uh, used to not always be the case where you may not get that information. I remember this one. I don't know why this random story popped in my head, but um, Greg Kinnear, mm-hmm. the actor, he this was when he did a Beavis and Butthead movie, <laughs> yeah. and they designed the character purely off his voice, and it was just like the tubbiest like schlubbiest <laughs> guy you've ever seen like one of the you know and like going off that like one of the most memorable video game voice acting for me that I can like like one of my first real memories of like mm-hmm. I love gaming and I love the acting that goes into this stuff mm-hmm. is when Dom sacrifices himself in Gears of War or, oh yeah. yeah that was like one of the most like outstanding done and like the, the acting and just like it just pulled on me I was just like what no Dom like it was just that kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll find myself often like getting much more invested in a video game character versus like just what's in a movie or a TV yeah, well, show. Yeah, well, you spend that much time with them. Yeah, like oh, yeah. how can you not? Absolutely. You know? And you're hearing them on every single action you're doing, in mm-hmm. addition to potential story, you know, trees and stuff. So, and you're trying to keep them alive. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> like you're invested in them because if you don't, you lose. Yeah. yeah, you're dead. And then you have to start from the last save point, or you respawn at the graveyard. Either way, you, you don't want that. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've had some free time lately, so uh, I've been catching up on my backlog of video games. Mm-hmm. Jesus, it's piled up over the years. Yeah. but yeah. I. I, I finally dove into Skyrim. Oh, and wait, I you am, finally? Yeah. You've never done that? So I think I bought it a couple of years ago, and it just sat on my How shelf. How on earth? It's been, it's <laughs> been in existence for a long time. Yeah. So I finally dove into it, and then I think the first time I dove into it, I was like, this is too much, and then I just put it down for mm-hmm. a bit, and then I dove back into it, and now I'm hooked. Yeah. And now, like, every character that I work with, I'm just like, stay, stick with me. Like, let me yeah. save you. You're just, yeah. I'm so emotionally invested into that's, everyone I'm on. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, a PC or on console? Uh, I have it for a console. Oh. Or no. I see. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a PC master race, Yeah, P- well, P- <laughs> the main thing for PC is that you really have access to a lot of the mods. The special yeah. edition kind of allowed more stuff for console but mm-hmm. for PC I mean you can get anything there's some inappropriate stuff you can get I don't recommend that but if you're into <laughs> that that's fine actually this show would recommend okay, yes. for it, yeah. <laughs> offensives in our title so yes that's true it. get whatever you want uh, but like you know you can basically make the game look better than the new special edition that I've released. seen and the, it's been like that yeah I've actually time. seen the videos and I get a little jealous of that and I'm like it's my like, PC's oh my not yeah. my PC is like strictly for work yeah so that's okay. kind so of that's why fair. that's fair that's kind of why my separation is so it's like if I'm working yeah. I'm working I don't want to be like yeah. working and get tempted and like, then it's like it's right turn, there it's I right just... there yeah <laughs> so I'm very much that it's like I have to keep oh, that separate yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mesh the two together to my uh, big mistake probably I'll be like well also to your benefit because it's yeah. kind of related well, to what you do yeah actually uh, some agents um, in a workshop the other day said uh, you know there's tons of research material out there just go do it whether you're just watching a, a let's play or a YouTube mm-hmm. video or actually playing it like you need to you need to know what you're talking about yeah like when especially for video games because so many actors aren't gamers right um 
which you know that's fine that's it's like a personality type thing i think right so some actors probably like have no idea about well, whatever the I mean, character is doing they just yeah. read the script and especially in on camera world like yeah there's this stigma against video games that makes me really confused and sad because like dude this is just another form of storytelling why don't you yeah get off your high horse <laughs> and I, i've always and any time we're like that and i, I kind of have the same feeling with um when people say, "Oh, the book was much better," like yeah. I, I just hate the like um, the dismissiveness of like, mm-hmm. "Hey, don't downplay that art. That takes a lot of talent, exactly, and a lot of work." Yeah, I mean, like, sure, there's bad stuff, but like, of course, but, but like, yeah, like, bad stuff. yeah, definitely, like, just like, there's so much good stuff in video games, like, and so many people dumb it down to like, "Well, isn't it just Mario?" It's like, no, you're an idiot. You <laughs> actually, open your eyes. Yeah. yeah. You Actually, if they something. like, just make them play like every um, Mario Maker. Yeah, game. exactly. <laughs> and there's like, oh, you know, Mario games have been updated, you know, a bit. There's been yeah. newer versions. So why don't you check those out? Try yeah. Paper Mario. That's some of the that best. That was fantastic. Some of the best Super Mario RPG. Some of the best Mario there's ever been without being Mario. It's, yeah. Oh, God, those games are so good. Uh, I remember throughout high school, um, Final Fantasy was my jam, and like sure. that. So all the storytelling, yeah, through that was such a big, uh, yeah, had the, such a big impact. The JRPG, me. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's you know Final Fantasy, obviously being one of the staples. Mm-hmm. I I didn't have a PlayStation, <laughs> right, or the Super Nintendo. So just because I had N sixty four and GameCube, uh, and eventually a Wii way later, like ah. that was kind of like all I had mm-hmm. um, until a PS three. So got like it, got I got to play Final Fantasy VII re-released on PS3 finally oh, nice. after being screamed at by all my childhood friends. Yeah, I'm wondering what's the, that's actually. I've always <laughs> wanted to ask this. Like now, after having it built up for so many years, what was your impression? Well, of at it? the time, it, it was still just like, yeah, I understand where it comes from. I'm not going to judge it for the age of it. Yeah, and it's a great story. Um, and I don't have to insert multiple discs, so this is fine. That oh god, <laughs> kids today will never understand never that. Understand the struggle, yeah. never. <laughs> wow, oh man, yeah. I remember, it would come in like the double disc. Oh, oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a long, long time ago, I, I played Star Wars chess. Yeah. Uh, on with floppy disks, there were like ten floppy disks floppy for disc. this thing. Oh yes, holy and it's shit. Like, just install the game and like play it once or something. I had to do that, oh, but just, man, it was worth it to see those those graphics oh, yeah like, and kids will kids will never understand the struggle of no. Oregon Trail <laughs> Oregon like, Trail you, is such a good game right and it's just the, like, the ultimate yeah. RPG oh for sure <laughs> I want to see it a, is an RPG it's 100% an RPG it totally is you yeah. choose a character at the beginning you have resources you have you have to keep your crew alive. You yeah, have to hunt, you like you party. have opportunity to hunt, and you have to make decisions yeah. that will like a- affect your whole party. Yeah, yeah, they could drown while you're fording the river. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I always try to ford the river. Yeah, every time. Here. Absolutely, <laughs> you got to risk it for the biscuit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then just murder everything. That's yeah, any rabbits or bison. I mean, <laughs> buffalo. They were done. That yeah, was, that for sure. It. Man, if I could carry all the meat I hunted in that game. Oh yeah. man. It's like, all <laughs> right, you got uh, 1,200 pounds of meat. You can carry uh, 50 back. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh, shame. Well, okay, that's fine. Oh, there's another bear. Hold on. Oh, wait, I can't bring it. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's funny that it, I, got, I don't know why it never clicked as an RPG because it I mean, was yeah. associated with school. Yeah. That was like the one yeah. video game oh, yeah. you could play at school. Yeah. I, I, was, I was saying I, I uh, played it in third grade on an Apple II, that was yep. the green version. Oh, yeah. But yep. then I also had an updated version at home that I played later mm-hmm. that was like more graphics. And it was like a more of a click on 
the stuff that would run by the screen. Oh, for the oh that's awesome. So, oh, no, no, I think I do remember that version. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I just, uh, looking back on it now, it's probably that game where it's like, all right, teacher's hungover, hop to the computer <laughs> yeah, lab with you. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, I had a rough night. Uh, movie day. <laughs> movie day. Whoever wants to play on the computer, you, whoever first come first serve, whatever, just go. Yeah, I look back on those days and I'm like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much more sense now. That's why she was such a bitch that day. <laughs> but tell me, like, how excited were you when you walked into class and they had that, like, one TV for the whole school just set up in your <laughs> oh, classroom? Yeah. On the little push card. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And you're just like, yes, it's like, oh movie my God, day. We get to watch something. I don't know what it's going to be. Be, oh. but it's probably gonna be great. I can shut off today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, I wanted to do math. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that kid. <laughs> I liked I liked school until about sixth grade. Yeah, I actually liked school. <laughs> yeah. Then I was then I became a depressed teenager who you know like everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, oh, crap. Hormones kicked <laughs> yeah, in. Crap. Great girls. Social <laughs> oh, hierarchy. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, so yeah, the, like those, um, I th- want to say we were talking about like stories impacting us in games. Yeah, oh, like Oregon Trail, like the Oregon American Trail. Dream. And then, um, <laughs> but but uh, I spent so much time with Final Fantasy in high school. Yeah. Like if I wasn't at practice or at school or at church, it was in front of my TV playing one of those games. Oh, yeah. Super invested. Definitely. It was those, uh, Smash with those characters. It was yeah. Smash Brothers for me because my friends were really mechanics oriented, and so ah, was I. Okay. But also, uh, Tales of Symphonia. I don't know if you've ever I never played got, that. I've always known of the game. I never got Yeah, to that it. was on GameCube, and that was one of the first co op games that we had. Because mm. uh, you could actually play with multiple people, and we, oh man, we spent a ton of time <laughs> playing that. <laughs> so that was a good one. Uh, what was another one? Uh, you know what actually blew me away now, thinking about all these moments? Like the first time Final Fantasy had voice acting, mm-hmm. that took things to another level for oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Tales of Symphonia actually had voice uh, acting in it as right, well. Right, because the GameCube finally had GameCube, discs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mini discs, yeah. sure, but you know. It was still like, okay, they can have the <laughs> audio can, now. We have a few more megabytes, guys, so yeah. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, you know, thinking back to it, um, there were there were definite influences for voiceover for me there. Mm-hmm. It was um, Animaniacs was a big one. Oh, of course. And then later on, though, uh, Homestar Runner. Did you? I, I, I remember. I never, like, jumped in on that, yeah. but I always knew of it. So my brother and I always used to do impressions of them, and we would always do impressions of all sorts of stuff. Um, actually, at the time, also Aladdin, uh, Robin oh, Williams. Okay. That was a big factor. Oh, yeah. But that game, Tales of Symphonia, not, you know, it all it all comes back to what we were talking about. Uh, like, all of those things were, like, that had voice acting, and, like, all those things were always in the back of my head. So that's, mm-hmm. like, those were all ah, huge, okay. huge influences for me. Yeah, I, I, I feel, yeah, I kind of felt that, too, when, uh, when, when I started dabbling with that with an art school. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was more on the animation side, but, yeah, yeah it, it all kind of, you could kind of connect the dots to those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. those 100%. Like, yeah. every time, we'd just do stupid Homestar Runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a strong uh, body email. I was doing that sort of uh, thing. When did the <laughs> when did the YouTube stuff come about? Uh, okay, so I guess a few years ago, 
several years ago now. It's like twenty. You've got some like machinima stuff. Yeah. So and, all like, the stuff yeah. that I ever thought of doing was machinima because I'm not an animator. I mm-hmm. can't draw for crap, let alone <laughs> do like extensive like three D animation or something like that. The only thing that I know how to do is After Effects mm-hmm. that I use for visual effects for on camera stuff. But mm-hmm. I learned how to composite, so I could do machinima, which for those who don't know is basically recording in game footage and then compiling it in a way that you know allows you to tell a story um the first one was like red versus blue with Halo. oh yeah long, so long time. that was good. the that big was, one i think that was the first one for that was the first people. mission yeah. and but it was really good because it was really well written it was really funny and it didn't require an immense amount of animation mm-hmm. they just kind of recorded was in game yeah low so, overhead that's what the companies love to hear yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh i and you know so that was how i approached it, it was like okay i can do the voices i can do this i just want to be goofy so i did a, a video uh called summoners ripped <laughs> a long long time ago and that was the first thing and posted it on reddit and it got like pretty good views actually mm-hmm. for considering it was a brand new fresh channel and it I think it got like a hundred something upvotes on Reddit, you oh, know, wow. which translates into a decent amount of views. It, I think it's somewhere almost like 20,000 views, you know, and it's just, you know, obviously you have a built in audience with League of Legends yeah. uh, being one of the biggest games in the world, but it was just goofy and fun. So I, I, that's, you're downplaying you know. it a little bit, but it's like when I'm, <laughs> well, I get shocked when I hear like a person listens to this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you listened? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so you got like a hundred thousand people looking at your work. That's well, pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, over time maybe. <laughs> Still, but like, yeah, like that, that. It's it's always really cool to see people get the views. You know, just like someone saw it and liked it. And and the biggest thing for me was that I've had almost no negative feedback for the stuff that I've done, wow. which is just. That's unheard of. It warms my heart so much. Because considering that there's just trolls just looking for stuff to say. And it's just like, you know what? Like, it's hopefully it's so fun and you don't take it seriously enough to the point where you can be that. Like, where you just watch it and you're like, you know what? This was funny and goofy. I can't hate on this. Yeah. Right. That's the that's my goal is we're like, just enjoy it because it's one, just silly. Yeah. But one thing I do notice with your work is that like you genuinely have fun. And then like I've said this with a lot of things, when someone's enjoying what they're doing, it definitely comes across yeah. on screen. Um, we have this other segment on Geek Offensive called mm-hmm. Sincere Garbage where we review a very terrible movie. <laughs> There's a lot of them. But, but it's purely ones that are... Like, they thought they were making art, and they put their all oh. into it, and it comes off like, oh. So it's a lot of canon films yeah. stuff, um, <laughs> and they're a joy to watch purely because of that. It's yeah. like, uh, we watched, we reviewed Enter the Ninja a few months ago. Amazing. And <laughs> it's, Amazing. it is fantastic. <laughs> I gotta um, check it out now. It's but so it, it's, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but yeah. I loved every second I mean, of it. <laughs> I watch Batman and Robin every once in a while for that exact reason. <laughs> uh, the first 15 minutes is like, I don't have to do drugs. I can just watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that's what it's like. To yeah. Be oh, it's an acid trip. <laughs> so, it's so good. It's like, why why does he why does he have a rocket ship? I don't know. But why he not? does. It's awesome. <laughs> and the ice puns. Yeah. The, uh, nonstop ice puns. <laughs> makes me happy. Um, I would. That's the one decision I do agree with, even though it's pure nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the YouTube stuff. Um, about a couple years ago, now um, it was like August of or 2017, I think. I started doing Overwatch videos because I was like, you know what? I just need to do this again. I I'd kind of not been doing much voiceover and been doing other like film related stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is 
what I want to just do for fun at the very least because I love doing it. And there were some characters that I thought I could do decent impressions of. They've improved. Those first videos aren't that great uh, for the voice, but other videos are are better. I think for anyone listening, like your first few things are never going to be that good. Yeah. Like if I... The few times I've had to listen to anything from this show in its first year, I, it's so cringy, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck was I doing? Like, yeah, I yeah. understand that. Um, so there's definitely some stuff where it's like, oh, you know, I've become a better singer since then, even, and understood what I could do with the voices, but mm-hmm. I'm still proud of the work, and that means a lot, because there's a lot of stuff I don't put publicly mm-hmm. that I am not proud of, right. that I but, don't want people to but see. But in the you said of those things, though, it's like you're doing the reps. Like, you're getting yeah. the practice in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That That's the biggest thing, is like, I just need to do it, and post it, see if it does well, and, and a lot of the stuff has done moderately well i would say at least mm-hmm. you know i mean um you're getting just, a few thousand hits per video yeah so that's yeah. pretty damn good just earlier this year i hit a thousand subscribers so hey. that was pretty cool um i haven't done anything since then so i should probably do something about that but you know even so like that was really cool and mm-hmm. uh, just to hear positivity yeah but you've been doing some other projects do you i i know you're more voice actor but do you do any live action work um, as well so or even if you're behind the camera yeah so um i don't really do much on camera acting um that just hasn't been my thing um done a couple hosting things over the past couple years um for more personality stuff yeah uh, apparently people are fine with that um and then the other stuff I've been doing lately is I've been uh, executive producing some projects. Uh, oh, with my fr- friend David Penner uh, that I've known since high school. Uh, we've been just working on a bunch of stuff. So he's got some really exciting stuff that's coming soon. But, you know, as of now, I, there's not much for me to say because they haven't been premiered in, in a public sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's the other stuff that I'm trying to do is just get right. people's you projects. Right, can't give too much. Yeah. Going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just trying to get people's projects, like, you know, people's dreams on screen. That's like mm-hmm. the most important thing. Uh, so you're relatively new into the, the voiceover world. Then, yeah. It looks like. So what's it like for you now just starting into that endeavor? Trying yeah, to so it's break just into that? Trying to get better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find an agent right now, um, which means I, I, I have a demo uh, from a, a few years ago, but I, I want to make something a little bit more competitive. Um, but I, I do believe strongly in my skills. I think that I, I'm in a good place. I have place. to agree with you. Like I said earlier, I was just like, oh, I wonder what Corey actually sounds like. <laughs> yeah, And I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, that's what he sounds like. Because if you listen to Corey's uh, demo reel, Corey.com, um, <laughs> I got you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you have an amazing range yeah just from like the the cartoony voices you do for the overwatch videos but you've done um, some demos for like commercial work too. yeah yeah yeah. i you know again like that that commercial stuff feels old to me but like it's not it's not bad it's just reflects you know commercials have been becoming more and more grounded and understated Mm -hmm. um so it's more like you're talking in a normal voice about something instead of like, Hey kids, like check out the, you know, like that's <laughs> doesn't even, that that's uh that's kind of a, that's gone. The announcer voice is like one out of every 20 mm-hmm. at this point. You know, you, you just don't see that as much. Like, I do kind of want a silly promo for this show in the cartoon. Yeah. Voice. I mean, hey, yeah, just let me know. You write it down. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, 
But like Jason's you know, like, what the fuck are you doing on that show? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we want, defensive. <laughs> Pretty. That's my answer to everything. Exactly. Right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's like if you find a fence, then we're doing our job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the underlying purpose of the show, just to offend the just boss defend. of the network. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. No, that's a hundred percent. All right. What we do here. Yeah. He'll love it. <laughs> that's more that's out of this interview but <laughs> but uh, okay back to range i mean do you seems like you have a lot of fun playing yeah i mean with that's, the different roles you know and and more and more uh roles are really calling for a person bringing their personal truth to it mm-hmm. and that can still mean a voice but you know that also means using my normal voice and understanding what that value is. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I love doing wacky, outrageous stuff, <laughs> um, just because it's fun and interesting to me. Yeah. Like, if I can be someone other than myself, then please let me do that because I don't want to be myself anymore. Well, yeah, that goes back to the creative expression we were talking about oh, yeah, earlier. Totally. Yeah, you get to explore um, another character's way of thinking, personality, the yeah. understanding of a situation. Yeah. Um, actually, here's a question I've always mm-hmm. wanted. I, I usually ask anytime I come across a voice actor. When you're on the mic in the booth, mm-hmm. are you um, are you kind of acting out the scene like physically as well? Yeah, so yeah. physicality is actually really important because mm-hmm. if you're like, just I'll try to show this as, exa- as, as an example. Sure. Uh, it should play, but like... If um, if you're like trying to attack someone, just in basic grunts and efforts, it's like ha. It's like okay, that's one thing, but like ha, you know, like actually punching yeah. can give you give you something mm-hmm. um, to do, and and that that all plays, like everything plays, even if you're just you know like holding out a hand towards someone or or like gesturing as you're talking, that can give you something right. um, that just grounds it in reality mm-hmm. um which is important for everything even if it's not a grounded role like a ridiculous over-the-top character you need to ground them in their reality right and they're still in the situation that they're in so everything physical helps it makes a big difference one of the smallest things especially in commercial reads is smiling while talking that alone oh, can make you sound different absolutely yeah. oh yeah of course yeah Your facial expression yeah. is gonna affect that the sound the coming sound. out yeah ever so slightly but everyone knows it Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they because can hear exactly basically hear the smile. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge and, thing. And it's it's one of those things that people will know it when they hear it, but they're not thinking about it. Yeah, Especially exactly. If they're thinking about what you're They'll doing. just think that you're not as happy as you should be. Yeah. <laughs> they just think it's like you go in and you say stuff into the mic and then yeah. that's it. That's definitely not all yeah. of it. <laughs> Actually, could you go a little bit more into um sure. When you get a role, like how do you your, your role process when you approach a role? Okay, so um, first of all, um, it, it's, it's sort of up for debate, but sometimes you read the specs and sometimes you don't. So like, okay. say you're getting like, um, I just did a bunch of video game auditions. And so like <clears throat> when I was approaching those, I would kind of read the general story because I want to know where they come from. And that's, mm-hmm. that's my process. Not yeah. everyone does that, but I want to know where they come from and what context that might bring to the dialogue. Um, but lightly, like, I don't want to like just live by the specs because the dialogue is of course what's being put out there. Sometimes there's been specs where you read the specs and it's like, got all this really like dramatic, like, this is what happened to this character. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the dialogue and it's super wacky and ridiculous. And it's like, wait, how do I <laughs> do that? 
Um, and so you kind of have to find that balance be- because they put it there for a reason, but also they want to find they want to be surprised mm-hmm. in a pleasant way, not in a terrible way. <laughs> uh, when when they hear it, because they want to discover something as well. Um, that's really common in video games. Animation, I think they usually have a good idea of what they want. Yeah, but. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes you'll bring something completely different to the table, and that's cool. So you know, you I, can be like, "Hey, can, can I try this real quick?" Or? Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, so many auditions are done at home, you don't get that feedback. Uh, so you right, got to right. be able to direct yourself a lot. I mean, like ninety percent of them are at, at home first. I didn't even think about that. It's like <clears throat> yeah. the one audition you can do just at home and be like, "Well, I have this Zoom." Like, but yeah, like hopefully you have a, a decent <laughs> recording setup at home for yeah. auditions. You, you know, it doesn't have to be top tier, right? Um. But, you know, you just try to do your best and try to surprise yourself and try to discover something that's real. Um, that's that's my process. And then, you know, I just kind of go through the dialogue once in my head, get the words in my mouth, and then just go for it and see what see what feels right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of it is based on that, that intuition or that feeling that you're getting when you're doing it. Right. I yeah. try not to listen back too many times because then I'll overanalyze it. So, like, usually... I, I have that problem editing this show. I'm like, why did I say oh, yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, And, and you don't want to over-edit an audition, or at all, really. Like, unless if you're, if you're doing multiple takes, like, sure, you can clip two together. But you don't want to Frankenstein a piece of, like, one sentence together, like, yeah. from three different <laughs> takes. Yeah. How like, often it's like one you, word yeah. from each yeah. how, Jimmy, how do you do? <laughs> how often do you like when after an audition tape or something, you're just like, damn, that was good. Um, Does that happen a lot for you or just? I, 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 well, I mean, yes and no. I try yeah. not to like be like, well, I'm so good. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because like you really have to throw it away. Like it's yeah. no longer in your hands. So don't think about it too much. Otherwise mm-hmm. you'll dwell on it and yeah, like, oh, like, I need the job or whatever. I, like, I think a lot of artists struggle with that. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, they can't deal with like i can't i'm not in control of that yeah yeah Yeah. i'm very much like i can control what i can control yeah exactly like that's that's the mentality that you have to have or you'll you'll drive yourself crazy exactly uh so but you know obviously like right after you try to if you don't feel good about it then don't send it yeah (laughs) so it has to be at least to the point where you feel good like yeah that was a good that was a good audition yeah um so um do you have like a a dream role that you've ever wanted to do? Uh, I, I know you said video games. But yeah. Is there... So for video game side, any Overwatch character ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love yeah, doing. I mean, you've done a lot of work with the <laughs> Overwatch character. And it was just like if I... you had told me like, oh, that's the voice for them, and be like, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I love doing the impressions. Obviously, I would never try to take a job from someone who's working already. Uh, that's not my intention to make those videos. I just love having fun with those characters that they've brought to life and it's to honor them. You yeah. know, that's why I make them because they're fun. And it does help you because you can show off quite a bit of range. Yeah. Because from McCree to like Junkrat, that's yeah. like a There's totally the different yeah. like world right there. Yeah, McCree's all, uh, you know, he's all about attitude. And so is Junkrat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just it's like super super different mm-hmm. um but uh j- and like but that's you know Junkrat's actually been you know my australian accent's not perfect but neither is Junkrat, so it's okay yeah um but like being able to run around and laugh in Junkrat, like trying to figure out 
how drunk rat laughs and then like make adding my own flavor to that that's been so extremely valuable for all my other crazy villainous characters if you consider drunk rat a villain anyway <laughs> um but just like doing crazy laughing like because like you know like mccree mccree's not that much of a laugher it's like <laughs> you know like that's how mccree <laughs> might might laugh but like junk rat is like <laughs> and that's just like absolutely crazy like what is with that guy he's awesome and so that's just been so fun for me to do like that those two characters are some of my favorites uh from the overwatch uh hanzo being the other that's the um, one you did like live too because you were in cosplay <laughs> yeah i, I saw I that did, video. I did that last year that was kind of goofy we could have probably improved our production quality but we kind of just threw it together because uh, i wanted it's to do better something than like 90 percent of the stuff on youtube so don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> at yeah. least you had a proper camera yeah we brought <laughs> we brought a nice dslr and we had a we had an h6 kit uh mm-hmm. with a lav and uh, just just Hanzo being a dick to everyone, which is you know <laughs> kind of one of the fun things to do. Um, so, I mean, you, people probably know like people know who Hanzo is, but he's very soft spoken, <laughs> and then he gets loud. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of what Hanzo does. He gets he's just a dick to everyone though, because mm-hmm. he thinks he's better than them, uh, but he's totally not. Um, Hanzo mains. Yeah, you just showed me a few different accents there. Any tips for like? Listen, let's, let's say let's listening say to a lot. Yeah, well, but McCree, it's just, it's just listening to a lot of different resources. Like mm-hmm. for me, actually, Japanese I know better than Chinese. I would say mm-hmm. because I watched some anime. <laughs> Like yeah. a lot of subbed anime, it was Cowboy Bebop and Prince of Tennis for some reason. <laughs> um, Two but, very different shows. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I would always just like do impressions of fake Japanese of like all of the Japanese like mob boss characters because there's always oh, a yeah. character yeah. in anime who's like, Tonchireya, Kokureya. <laughs> they always sound like that yeah. for some reason. I don't know why, but it <laughs> makes me laugh. So it's like, the I just. older dude yeah. with authority voice. Yeah. I don't know I, what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're saying, but it's awesome and it sounds cool. So, like, that was something I, like, just imitated a lot. But, like, listening to a lot, of course. Like, mm-hmm. I naturally, organically did that. But if someone wants to learn something, they just have to, they need to listen yeah. a lot and find people who they think do that voice justice or that accent justice and then listen to that you can imitate it but try to understand why they're doing that where it comes from yeah you know Um, it always bugged me about uh when when an anime is dubbed in english is that they make all the voices so much lighter and and higher sometimes do that yeah i'm just wait a minute that's not what it sounds like and i'm always kind of taken aback when i listen to the actual like original voice track Mm -hmm. and i'm like wow that they didn't they miss that character completely yeah i mean because like on the one hand you want to make your own thing yeah but on the other it's like you're doing a direct translation of the original Mm -hmm. so like do you want a voice match or do you want something that tonally matches what they have but it might sound different and that's mm-hmm. that's a tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. And you know, Cowboy Bebop was one of those shows that had a pretty good American. Yeah, cast. that one had a good one. I mean, you had um, Stephen Bloom. You, spike, yeah, Steve so. Bloom like was you know, I mean his his voice is is awesome, and yeah. I love love everything he's done. So like that was definitely a big uh, inspiration for me too uh, to hear that as mm-hmm. the dubbed version, as one of the only shows that I was like, this is awesome dubbed or subbed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the sub version too. I mean, <laughs> that was so good. 
Um, so yeah, basically anything on on any Blizzard game, I am totally game for because mm-hmm. uh, World of Warcraft and Overwatch are like my top two games right now. Yeah, I'd kill to be like, hey, I, I'm I'm one of the NPCs yeah. walking around in <laughs> like, World of Warcraft. Greetings. Like that's just like just let me say like five lines. Like, yeah, greetings. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> you need something? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's I'd the, kill to be yeah. like one of yeah. those Just lines. Please let game. me be a crappy NPC, <laughs> for God's sake. There's a lot of names in those credits. I can be one of them. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Just let me be one. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's like for the video game side. Blizzard is like the top tier. But obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of AAA titles that like, even though it got a bunch of crap, I like actually really liked Anthem. Um it, Which one was Anthem? Anthem again? came out earlier this year, and it's uh, it was Bioware's game that was like kind of their multiplayer thing. It oh, they're, just, they're battle royale. Type no, of no, thing. it no? was uh, it was more story driven. It was more story driven. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as it should have been, mm-hmm. and, and that's my opinion of it. I think gameplay wise, it was great. I feel like that happens a lot with these because there's so much. There's so much just, expectation. Yeah, I mean, Bioware's been really thrown under the bus lately. Andromeda mm-hmm. wasn't as good as the other Mass Effect games, no. but it also had a lot of positive qualities to it that just got completely overlooked by its flaws. Yeah, when they and that sucks. I, I think when I got it like some of the stuff was patched i haven't finished it but mm-hmm. i some of the stuff was patched up and i'm like oh there's a lot to like here yeah it looks beautiful yeah. when it's running right yeah yeah <laughs> when the facial animations are you know <laughs> i saw those early videos and that bummed me out i was like oh, oh no. i was such a big like, mass what's effect going fan. on yeah, yeah. I, i'm mass effect 3 is one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. uh eat despite its ending whatever you guys want yeah to i had a blast like, up I, with it up until that last part yeah, it's <laughs> like, and they had some dlc that kind of addressed it so yeah i'm fine with that yeah they had the little it was like little storyboards right that kind of like no I th- they had they released full dlc to kind of not exactly retcon the ending but it did change it in Cause, a way because i remember like it was it was extra stuff added to the ending it, it was kind of like yeah. text and like some. I think more I thought story. there was like a fully playable. Was there? Thing it's been a while. They added for free. That actually makes yeah. me sad because that game was a while ago. And yeah. it's like, oh, wow, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I have, I probably have over a thousand hours on Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. <laughs> like, I loved that stuff. Oh, um, God. But uh, going back a bit, uh, the on the animation side, mm-hmm. uh, I want to be Spider Man. At some Ooh, point, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, like yeah, uh, my go-to because so we were talking about cosplay a little bit. I also cosplay as Spider-Man. That's one of my main things. Gained a little weight, so that's a problem. But uh, <laughs> but you got the build for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you for saying so. Even though I think it's not true anymore with the <laughs> stomach. Uh, but like, yeah, okay, I, like just try starve to, yourself, throw yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's, uh, I'll do that. Yeah. Temporary eating just disorder. Just like the real fine. Peter yeah. Parker. I won't eat for a while. Like, <laughs> poor or whatever. <laughs> that, that's you. Being in character, yeah, He's method, exactly. method, bro, I'm method, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, you know, the first year I did Spider Man was like probably like 2013, mm-hmm. and uh, it was when Spider Man wasn't as popular at the time, yeah. So, and oh, it's God, blown up, it's been now. a little bit crazy. And because the suits are so easy to get for like a couple hundred bucks, you can get an amazing suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, like, I had Spider Man, and the whole thing was just being Spider Man. That's what cosplay means to me now is being the character, yeah. So, like, because not everyone does that, right? right. Like, it's just yeah. about the costume. My well, brother doesn't do that, yeah. And I think people kind of misunderstand what cosplay play actually means because people think just like oh you just put on a costume and like no yeah like you're at the convention you're interacting with people if you want to taking a bunch of pictures um some of the most 
amazing moments that I've had at Comic-Con, uh, which we, sh- we should talk about since that's coming up oh, soon. Oh, that's right. Comic-Con uh, Eve. Yeah, uh, I made a big deal about it at yeah, the beginning. Yeah. And just like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but like one of the most amazing experiences I've had was just like running around outside of the convention. They've oh, got yeah. all mm-hmm. that stuff. And um, this, my my friend, Magdalia, took a, a, a I don't know if you met Oh, Magdalia. no, uh, yeah, Magdalia. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, um, she took a video of these kids. They all ran up to me and my friend. We were both in Spider-Man suits. Um, mm-hmm. And just like, they were like, oh, Spider-Man, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I, like, I, I, I mean, they just keep asking all these questions about Spider-Man because they just believe it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, kids, you know, it's just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, you know, that's the, that's my go-to Spider-Man voice. Yeah. And then like, it's like, oh, I, I can't use my web shooters here because, you know, I'll get in trouble or whatever, but, you know, and you're just <laughs> trying to like, per, you know, interact with these kids and they're just so excited and they just have to have pictures and like, those are the best moments because, you get to see it on their faces. Like, they just believe you. Yeah. And... It, in a weird sense, like, that cosplaying is, like, an acting exercise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It can be, if you want mm-hmm. it to be. You know, not everyone is yeah. into that, yeah. and that's fine. But, like, I am into that. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm Doctor Doom, I'm just a dick to everyone, just like Hanzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, but they love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what they're expecting yeah. when they see that character. It's exactly. like, this past WonderCon... Uh, we saw General Grievous. Oh, yeah. Remember Grievous? Jeez. And, like, it was just full-on amazing costume. And, like, in that moment, I was that little kid. Yeah. Right? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to like, interact with G- General yeah, Grievous. General Grievous. Yeah, exactly. Right so it's, like, I may be weird as a 30-year-old man now, <laughs> but, like, I'm totally, like, if if it's done well and the person's in character, I appreciate yeah. that so much more. Yeah. That Grievous was excellent Amazing. by the way i don't know if you saw it, i didn't so, i've never seen so it, no. the, what the the guy did was um uh normally you know what general grievous looks like he's a spindly robot right yeah so what he did was he hit himself in the cape oh, oh and he had like um rods mm. connecting the uh, like all the spindly legs. Then. yeah yeah so he he when him walking around and he was walking like grievous was that's incredible yeah he took it to another level that's yeah. so and the cool. head like and the head was taking the sharp like movements that mm-hmm. yeah. Grievous kind of just was it a- mechanical then or was that also puppeteered? Um, it, it it was very like rudimentary like easy control so it oh, wasn't okay. like actual like machinery but it was just like he could control it. That's so that's yeah. super cool oh, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, but so it was him. probably attached in his head some way and he was able to like yeah uh, act control that yeah. with his head. okay yeah it was great but yeah. like you see something like the effort. And the time, and then like with you knowing the character of oh, Peter yeah. Parker, yeah. right? That just adds to the experience for everybody, yourself, and people around you. So I mean, that's so big, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just that's just the most fun to me because like my brother does the more technically advanced costumes. I do the costumes that are fairly easy. But like, there's a I character. Think, I don't know if you can call Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom easy. is my. <laughs> that was Doom is my. That was a nice looking mask. Yeah, and like, was, get armor. <laughs> yeah, that was that was all. That was a lot of effort. Uh, yeah, really sweaty and disgusting afterwards. But <laughs> it's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of it. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah. But Doctor Doom was like always a character where it's like I, I understand Doctor Doom. He yeah. just wants the best thing for everyone. And if that takes a little bit of iron will, then that's fine. Yeah. yeah very by he's, any means necessary. He's, he's a total dick, but he's got a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, Those are always like my favorite Thanos. characters too. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He's I mean, got a point. Yeah. He's got a point. Yeah. And like Dr. Doom is like, I hope that we see him in the MCU I'd as love to the next that. big thing because he's, he deserves to be on that level. Mm-hmm. He can be elevated to the level that Thanos was brought to. But 
I mean, he's got to be like at least in consideration for the next. Oh, I'm big sure. Bad. Yeah, with especially with since whole... we haven't really seen it. I don't really count the. We haven't seen it. Fantastic correctly. Four. Oh no. my god. Oh man, that was, seen those are depressing. Correctly. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to think about that. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Was he in that? I can't even remember because I. Do you remember that newer Fantastic Four? Fan with- Four Stick? Yeah, that one. Okay, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I just couldn't. I didn't. I think he was though. He was in it. He was. Okay. It, it I was. A, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself. Yeah, to I, I couldn't it bring myself to watch so it. It was so slow and boring. You were just like, what? What are we even doing here? here? Yeah. Why? Are like, we- we're not gonna have fun with this. I love a god. They're called Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, Fan Force. Fan Force. I mean, they didn't intend for that, but goodness gracious, that's yeah. bad marketing. <laughs> it's clever because the logo has the four in in it. In fan Force stick. Like, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bottom line is, no one really fundamentally understands the characters except Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. There's no. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. You bring it home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like you bring it homecoming. Yeah, like do <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's why I was just like every studio that had rights. I'm like, just collaborate, just let make it a go. deal. Yeah. Just let make it go. Go. You know, Give it back. Let them do it, yeah. or you know, get a cut of the profit. I mean, well, finally, it's it might all be back. There's yeah. only a couple little things that are like tied up still. I think Namor and a Hulk solo movie are the only things that are in question. Universal, right? Yeah. Is it? I think yeah. it was Universal or Paramount. No, Paramount was fine with them, I think. Universal, I think, was the ones with Hulk. I was just like, maybe, just maybe let it's a it ploy go. like they just wanted they to had their out. chance. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. had their chance exactly. many times. I didn't even see an attempt at a Namor film, so no. let them. I don't know why that's And Namor is such a, like, original character yeah namor is pretty the fact that we don't have him yet is kind of like we like back when the the human torch was a robot yeah namor was there yeah right so (laughs) submariner yeah the submariner you know he i think he's such a quintessential character that we haven't had and he's evolved in such an interesting way over the more recent years such a big part of the when you look at the comics at least the part of the marvel universe and you see how everything kind of fits together yeah how do we with uh the uh what are they called when it's like professor x illuminati Illuminati. yeah i was just thinking that like when that when black panther professor x dr strange um, Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. when they yeah. all can finally be together. Oh, Tony Stark and, won't be there. Well, oh. they could do like no, a, magic. Yeah, magic. Yeah, hey, magic. magic. Multiverse. Or, or they could just do a story <laughs> that's held within the stories. Yeah. That's, that's kind of yeah. going like on in the background. Back. Right? Could you happen. Know, so. Yeah. But, you know, Namor. I mean, and, and now that they've got, you know, the X-Men back. Yeah. Finally. Did anyone see Dark Phoenix? No. No, no I haven't I heard good things. I waste my time. I, I saw the, the final box office. They did less than half of the worst X-Men movie before. <sighs> what was that, X3? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Origins. Oh, oh yeah, okay. That I was forgot, bad. I forgot about Origins. Yes. <laughs> good. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Dark Phoenix wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's But just, it was still bad. It, it was probably still bad, but it was just also on top of that working against it is that you everyone sees what the MCU does and it's yeah. like we just yeah, want it finally, over there. Even the layman is starting to see that 
like they're starting to see that difference yeah and the difference yeah the difference is huge and it's funny i didn't realize this about the x-men films they kind of they've been continuing since that first one in 2000 it's been one timeline apparently yeah one timeline (laughs) oh boy i i saw a video of a guy describing the timeline on a on a whiteboard and two people make any sense yeah and people were just like what what (laughs) (laughs) like there's no way that you can actually believe that yeah it's insane it's absolutely there was one point where he's just like and then this happens and then everyone goes huh and he's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what happened. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, but back to cons. Like, So yeah. w- what's your history with, with going to cons in general? <sighs> yeah, Have so you always I, been a cosplayer at them? Um, almost always, yeah. Oh, so maybe okay. for the first couple of years I didn't. Uh, but then, no, actually, no. I'm pretty sure the first year we did. My brother and uh, my brother Brett and myself, we, we went to the first Comic-Con. Our first Comic-Con oh, was like 10 or 11 years ago. Um, yeah. Uh, and then was this before the insanity of it going? Because it kind of happened when like Twilight was, it wasn't, yeah, it was before Twilight. Before Twilight happened. It was before that. Yeah, a couple years. So, um, we did. What did he do? I don't remember, but I but, always sorry. had... Sorry, not you happy about that, Dave? Twilight's <laughs> the reason it's hard to get to hey, Comic-Con. I'll take it. He's a Twilight fan. I'll take it. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those oh, guys. Geez. Hey, man, I like what I like. Fair enough. Yeah, all right. I will enough. not apologize. I won't. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go back, back to what we do. <laughs> Uh, yes, so, um, <laughs> werewolf, were we? Uh, okay, so, uh, your, your history yeah, cons, uh, like, right, yeah, yeah, so, I, I was, I was, a uh, you know, big, big Legend of Zelda fan, so I did oh, Link, fantastic. but I was only, like, partially in it, so I was Link with black hair and glasses, uh, oh. so I was called Asian Link a few times, okay, that was a thing, uh, but, I, overall, the costume was pretty good. It right. was like right after Twilight Princess came out, I think. Oh, I love that version. Yeah. yeah. So I had like a Twilight Princess like Link outfit with a really awesome like Master Sword and stuff. And I shield. lost a lot of time to that game too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about like God. That's a lot of time I devoted to all these it's games. Good. It was a good game. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was it it, it was the first really good use of the Wii Mote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I did that and eventually we had like a Smash Brothers group. Oh, nice. So oh, like, nice. that was one of our biggest things where we had like 10 people like beat Smash Brothers characters. So that was like really awesome. So that was like the early cosplay for me was being mm-hmm. Link. And I didn't really do the acting thing at that point. Okay. Um, so I wasn't like, yeah. like I wasn't doing yeah. that. <laughs> My <laughs> thing time. is like, if I could ever figure out how to be Mr. Game and Watch. <laughs> We did that. Did you? We, oh, oh, wait, no. Oh, my I, I, God. I think we did do Game & Watch. Uh, I think someone had a, just like a cardboard cutout, and they would just like move around. We had a master I hand. I think I might have seen Oh, really? That, actually. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm trying to remember if we definitely had a Game & Watch or not. I think I feel like we did, but maybe we didn't. I didn't interact with everyone a ton because it was really big and complicated, but we yeah. had like Wario, Mario, and then we also had uh, Ice Climbers. And we oh, had that's awesome. Swan. My brother was Star Fox with a full... Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that's it. cool. His was probably one of the best things we had. Wow. We had a Captain Falcon. Oh, Captain um, Fal- Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then 
Uh, so it was it was mostly original and uh, and melee stuff mm-hmm. at okay. the time. Oh, we had a snake too. Yeah, oh, <laughs> snake. So Such we, a classic. I guess we were in time for brawl at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, it was. We had a lot of we had a lot of good stuff. So that was yeah. fun. And, and a Kirby. Do you, oh, God. how did you pull it a Kirby? Ridiculous. It was a big. It was a big like wire thing. Uh, oh wow. And like okay. pi- and like pipes and stuff in between to just hold the form yeah hold the form of the oh, thing wow. and then his, his head would pop out of the top and he would just wear black oh, okay. <laughs> you know one of those things. oh i thought like uh, it was gonna be one of those inflatable things but that went the extra mile yeah it was yeah. it was more like yeah it was uh he he, he was pretty he's pretty heavy i think yeah yeah uh so i don't know if that was the best way to do it but mm-hmm. we that was pulled off it was pretty awesome nice uh was that your first convention ever or you've uh, been to other ones? Okay, so my very first convention of any kind mm-hmm. was uh, old Star Trek conventions with my dad and my brother. Nice, and we nice. Did, we did wear uniforms, uh, next generation uniforms usually. Nice. Um, That's so, really the only one I'm familiar with. Yeah, yeah. that was when I was like a, a younger kid, like probably like 10 or, you know, some, something around there. So I used to collect all the schematics and stuff of the mm-hmm. uh, the enterprises of course <laughs> as one does as a good trick that's what i used to do with like star wars like i yeah. used to know all the ships and all the little like pedantic details oh yeah well yeah. like my, my brother and i were into that too we mm-hmm. were not i only one or the other we were star trek and star wars fans mm-hmm. yeah uh, so star wars has always been a huge part of my life too mm-hmm. i'm wearing a star wars shirt now yes you, that people can't see but yeah <laughs> or the rebellion yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but so, uh, start off with the Star Trek. Have you d- get done any other ones like, uh, um, like WonderCon or oh, yeah. so, Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, WonderCon. Uh, I try to do every year mm-hmm. uh, Long Beach Comic Con and Long Beach Comic Expo. I mm-hmm. like. I love the smaller cons because almost every time, what I end up doing is I go straight to Artist Alley and just mm-hmm. look at all the art from top to bottom. And it's often easier to check those yeah. out too. It's just not as crowded. Yeah, it's not as and, crowded. It's not as crazy. Right. You're not and, getting as many like casuals. Everyone who's there like knows about it and like wants to be there. Yeah. 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 So I, I like the smaller cons for that reason. Mm-hmm. Even WonderCon. It, which is pretty big is still a lot smaller than San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going to the smaller cons is great because you get to look at a bunch of really good art because people can actually afford to go yeah. <laughs> and show off their stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I love doing that. Pasadena is a good one too. If you Pasadena. Mean. That's a good one. I haven't check that one out. been to Pasadena. They have this think. really cool venue where um, it, it's multiple levels, but mm-hmm. it's kind of an open in the middle. Yeah. So you can actually like look down into oh, it yeah, from the right. top. I've, yeah. I've been to Pasadena Convention Center. Yeah. I just haven't been to Pasadena. Was just called Pasadena. Uh, there's Comic-Con? been a. I can't remember the exact name of the convention, but okay. there's been a couple of different ones there. Yeah, I've and been to Power Morphicon. I mm-hmm. went with uh, that hashtag show last year, and mm-hmm. then um, I was at Star Wars Celebration when they released the Force Awakens trailer. Yeah, at uh, Anaheim, right? Yeah, I remember Anaheim. that moment because that was cool. everyone stopped and looked at their phones, and then everyone freaked out. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that was a good trailer too. Yeah. Um so that was really freaking cool. Um Star Wars Celebration was great. Um and then there was one other con I was just about to mention that I don't remember. Oh, BlizzCon. BlizzCon. See, that's one oh, yeah. I've always wanted to like yeah. check out cuz I've never gone to a strictly like gaming yeah. convention. It's that great. would be And E3 I went to last year too. Oh, okay. Thanks to that hashtag. You know it's crazy. One of the one of the recent videos I just found is the red shirt guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> at BlizzCon. Yeah. And it's just like the way that his, from his first question and he went on like a 13 year streak of having like his questions yeah. asked. Yeah. And his first questions, the way he stumped those guys, like the guys that created. Yeah. World yeah. of Warcraft. It's and it was amazing. <laughs> amazing like that, that a fan yeah. ha- has a, like we're all fans of something really big but like yeah. that just blew That's my That's the next level. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome, sure. man. I feel like that happens a lot. Like there's always going to be the fan that knows more about the lore. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm that dear blizzard. I can't help but notice. <laughs> this was to the left. It should have been to the right. <laughs> I mean, clearly it was on. to the right. I thought I hope someone lost the lost their job over that. <laughs> Q&A was obviously not on par that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can... <laughs> Basically being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know, that's something we should go back to because last year we being were... Being a dick? Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. That's always... That's a, a constant. That's, that's a constant thing. On, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but going to different cons, because last year we were doing a good job about that. I went to... Um, even stuff not related to traditionally geeky stuff. I yeah. went to Fit Expo, which is about fitness. Okay. And then I went to K-Con. I don't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> I went to KCon, which is uh, K-pop. Ooh. That was a yeah. very different yeah. world. That's got to be different. That was, Man. yeah, both very different worlds. That's but cool. going to a, the convention scene in general. Are there a lot of- different. Are there a lot of white people who love- Korean people at yeah. K-pop? Oh, interesting. I would, uh, see, with K-pop, it was- Korean dudes? You got uh, in. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? It was shocking how mixed that crowd was. I was expecting yeah. like, you know, th- at least three quarters Asian people. Yeah, at that thing, and it was more to like maybe like twenty five percent, and it was mixed. Everything else, wow. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're still in America, so yeah. you got a got a lot of different cultures who yeah. love K-pop. That and makes it's, sense. That's and cool. it's not just they like it or they're a fan of it. They live like yeah, it. They live and breathe. They're intense fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the best thing for me is the best thing about the cons mm-hmm. in general, especially like Comic-Con, so huge, but you get full spectrum. Yeah. Everyone. You get casual to like expert. Yeah. And, and everything and in can, between. And they can freely express their love and, for- And yeah, no one's going to judge. Yeah. Not much shaming going yeah, on. Yeah, not no, at all. good. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's always been like uh, why I enjoy- um, going to cons in general. Yeah. Like, people always ask me, like, what are you looking forward to most? I'm like, I'm looking forward to going to that, basically, its own country, really. Yeah. yeah. It's it like is. a country created yeah. by hobbies yeah. versus actual physical boundaries. And it's not <laughs> it's ex- always so fascinating. It's not yeah. exclusive, it's inclusive, yeah. which yeah. is the best part about it. Yeah. yeah. As, As, but, yeah. I mean, you have those gatekeeping fans, but I feel like they kind of get, they kind of get, yeah, they yeah, get, like, get pushed yeah. to the get back, kind yeah. of. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I, I I can't imagine. I was talking to my friend actually about it, and he was like, "Yeah, like we're not sure if we're gonna go." It's like, dude, what do you what do you mean you're not gonna? Yeah, go? yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's Comic Con. Yeah, v- visit the motherland. Let's this go. Is yeah, just what we do. This is it's part. Like, it's in the schedule. Yeah, like, what are you doing? It's like making the trek to Mecca, right? It's like yeah. it's the same thing for the nerd geek or whoever. Yeah, right? it's like mm-hmm. if you can go, you need you should go. Oh, That's for sure. Just, yeah, like it's it's awesome. I would for anyone listening to this right before the con because this will come out the Tuesday before. Yeah. Even if you don't have the pass, just go down to that area. Yeah, if, be, there will be so much to do. As long as yeah. you're not, you know, breaking the bank, yeah. you know, yeah. just just go because like you can check out all the stuff outside. There's a ton of people. The entire city gets changed. Yeah, all oh, yeah. of downtown San Diego gets flipped upside down. That's why the Chargers left. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why a lot of people don't, lot, locals, I don't think, love it. But, yeah. you know. But every like bar or restaurant, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we're gonna fucking make our yeah our years like, oh, yeah. like one weekend. <laughs> we got our Superman souffle here, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever." I'd be like, "You know what? Money. Let's go. Come on, get <laughs> yeah. in here. Come on. Everyone's Come just on, gonna start nerds. serving blue milk. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, all right, ladies, get get less clothes on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, yeah, yeah. They're gonna love that. But to everyone in the Princess Leia, get up. Just yeah, just, just put it on. Just we know. Get, like, I know. I but know. You'll it's get degrading. The you'll get the just, tips. Yes, it's just it's worth. <laughs> Hooters gets a ton of you know business there. Yeah. Is there a Hooters out there? I yeah, don't remember. There's a Hooters. I, there is a. I remember a pr- very particular instance in which uh, we were all cosplaying, and a bunch of Hooters chicks were like, "Come take pictures with us." It's like, oh, yes, please. Like, okay. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> what? Tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again. Um, Actually, we're at about an hour and a half. Uh, Corey, um, thank you so much for yeah. doing this. No, we it's gotta been have a blast. you back on yeah, again. I would love um, to. Absolutely. Actually, let's let, let's hook up during the con. Like, yeah, the way we can hang out with uh, yeah with Earl and a few others. Yeah, I was gonna talk sure. to uh, JBG too mm-hmm. about that. So yeah. yeah, no, definitely come out. We gotta actually, you know, I can plug it now that it, I know this is going out before Comic Con. We do have that mixer coming out. Yeah, that's right. Um, come out to that. We have a couple of panels going on on Thursday and Friday. Check local programming. Um, basically, uh, Ready, Set, Geek and Diverse Geeks and Focus have panels, so please come out and support us. We really do much appreciate it. And come out to the Mixer uh, as well. Um, meet some cool content creators. Meet folks like myself yeah. and Corey and yeah. Dave. Yes. Uh, and you'll, I, I believe, I think everyone from Geek Offensive will be there. Yes. I th- yeah. I think everyone can make it that Friday. Um, and then, yeah, just check out this mini country that we've been talking yes. about yeah even if again even if it's just the outside like there's a ton of stuff there and that's like one day that country stuff. this this mini country technically has a win over the chargers i just like to point that out <laughs> 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 yeah we kicked them out of the <laughs> <laughs> take that sports <laughs> the nerds prevail <laughs> God, that must have been like the first thing that every nerd thought. When Revenge the of the it's nerds. Like, yeah, for yeah, sure. God, Suck we it. finally beat him. <laughs> stupid jock. Stupid jock finally lose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, Corey, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank on. you so much I actually for having might, me. I might have to bring you on for like the Sincere Garbage segment because we do those like monthly. So I'll, I'll definitely keep in yeah. contact. Um, uh, do you have anything to plug and, and where can people find you? Um, yeah, so unfortunately, all the projects we kind of talked about it earlier all the projects that i'm working on right now can't be discussed much but eventually i will be in existence (laughs) in public space but uh otherwise uh you can yeah i mean it's gonna be awesome when you're working on the next star wars trilogy oh shit oh shit (laughs) oh no no, no. (laughs) god i wish (laughs) um Um, yeah, Lucasfilm people are coming in and sniping. No. Uh, Watch you are, and I just look like an ass. That that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Uh, But, like, uh, yeah, you can can follow me. I'm uh, Corey the Voice Guy on YouTube and Instagram, although Mm. I don't use Instagram much. Uh, But check out my stuff on YouTube. I really enjoy it, and I hope you do, too. It's goofy. There's singing involved. There's voices. There's acting. There's nonsense. Um, And then that's that's pretty much it i mean you can follow me on twitter too but again i'm, I'm not super active on there in all right. fairness so just and, a uh, oh and, and corey.com corey.com well. is yes. my yeah my personal website which has been updated um so yeah fantastic david where can we find you uh, I'm just not going to plug my Instagram anymore because it's useless. <laughs> I don't do anything with that. Um, there you go. 
But Facebook, David Boyd on Facebook, um, I tend to be more active on there because it's much easier to share stuff. Send them and still share. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Slide in them DMs. Yeah, I'll let you know. What I think. <laughs> um, We're still waiting for the first one to see if it happens. Yeah, right. I'm just waiting. Doesn't have to be dick pics if you yeah. want to send something else. That's yeah. fine. Well, yeah. sure. Picture of your dog. I, anything. Yeah, dog pics. Yeah, but that. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right. And you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. The Geek Offensive is on social media as well with the handle at Geek Offensive on just about everything. This show is part of the Geek Say What Network. Uh, so big thank you to the network and to JPG, its owner, for providing a platform for us. But seriously, he makes me say that. So fuck that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh. The network has a plethora of other shows available right now, ready for download on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your talking. First up, we have Ready, Set, Geek, your starting line to geek culture, hosted by Alex Catherine. We have our weekly trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by uh, Justin Madriaga and Ish. We have uh, our actual play RPG podcast, Nerds on a Roll, hosted by Rob and Lauren and their whole crew. And then we have DGIF Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal, putting a lens on marginalized issues within the geek community. On the horizon, we have our pro wrestling podcast, Pencil Neck Geeks, starring Berto Ponce and Elaine DeLalas. Um, look for that soon. The target date is this month, but we'll see. <laughs> We've got some episodes banked and like, we're, we're just figuring out logistics. Uh, but yeah, please download, subscribe, rate them. We really do appreciate it. Next shout out goes to our associate producers, Wayland Productions, who provide the space and the equipment and help us sound great. You can find them at wayland.ws and please follow their uh, audio drama, We're Live Frontier, on Apple Podcasts and Alpha. Uh, lastly, our last shout out goes to jordandene.com. They are a geek apparel sponsor out of Brooklyn, New York, and that's spelled Jordan D E N E.com. Uh, they help you look nerdy and they're eco friendly. And if you use the promo code GeekSayWhat, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. <laughs> and I believe that's it. Cordy, thank you again so much for thank doing you this. So it's a ton of fun. Can't wait to see you at the con. Yes. Uh, uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to check out our slash. I'm sorry, John, to join the offensive. Thank you, everybody. Bye.